0: Sleep. Yeah, we part of Just Posted Podcast, man. The best show on this network. Come on, check, girl. Seriously, man. Just Posted. It's just <laughs> me and those just sitting back talking about what the fuck going on in the world. Yeah, man, crazy, man. We said labor of love. He said labor of love. I didn't say that okay. shit. Shout out to, uh, you know what I'm saying, everybody coming to watch, though, man. We really appreciate y'all. Holla at y'all later. Hey, man, this nigga just tall for no reason. i Peace. And do regular <laughs> jobs. Don't forget that.
1: Oh, we about to cover the whole, uh I don't know, the Rooter to the Tudor uh, <laughs> mania. I had to pull the boys together, man. What's, what's the word, y'all? What's happening?
2: Man, this is a very special episode. It's like one of those old sitcoms, man, where it's a cautionary tale, but then it turned into something way better than that. Well, right out of this whole thing, man, we got Vince McMahon mustache. Uh so We got <laughs> UFC. And we got WWE merging together into one into a company called Endeavor. It's crazy, man. What you got on the radar?
0: Dude, this day, just coming off of a very successful two-day event and then hearing about the sale this morning, like you woke me up with the sale, with the Texas. I know they talked about it a little bit last night. We'll get into that, but just, just wow. Just, uh, this is probably one of the most impactful uh, mania weekends probably ever in the history of the company. Uh, so uh, looking forward to see what the future brings, but just, just this is crazy, man, just crazy.
1: So if we went on a shock in all rankings here, we're going to do three things. So the three, my three options are, uh, spoiler alert, Roman Reigns retaining the, 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 the <laughs> undisputed championship in the main event, uh, WWE getting sold, you know, this time for real, not to Saudi Arabia either, but for real being sold this time. And number three, Vince McMahon's mustache.
0: Rankings three
1: things from a a shock and awe output from this weekend.
2: I got to say, man, Roman Reigns retaining is like not shocking at all. I, I like what everybody said. Now, the IWC is up in arms. Everybody is like, yo, that's the wrong move. It's the wrong call. All the Cody's people uh, are mad about it, but it is absolutely the right call because you bring in Cody Rhodes. It's exactly a year that he's been in WWE. If he wins the championship immediately, there's nowhere else you can go with the story. Also, you got so much more story to tell with the bloodline, man. Wait, I'm just waiting. Raw comes on in a couple hours. I'm just waiting for Roman to be like, Hey, I want my match, which I do, to the Usos. <laughs> so, not shocking at all. I got uh, WWE being sold, and then at the top, Mr. Man's mustache.
0: All right, so Vince <laughs> mustache. Let, let table that. Roddy, let
1: me, let me, uh, let, let me you rate it on, man. What's the word?
0: Uh, so yeah, uh, yeah. My my number three uh, is, is probably going to be uh, now. It, it's going to be Roman winning. Uh, uh, you know the way that the sale went uh it makes more it makes more business sense to uh keep him as champion Uh, i'm pretty sure we'll go into details with with, with more information with that uh uh number two uh, again uh wwe being sold uh to just just first of all them being sold with immersion with the ufc man i did not see that ever ever happening right like I don't even know how that it's gonna make sense. I guess with more and more now they're they're both becoming more and more mainstream, specifically UFC. Man, they they've done they I mean they, they dominate that that aspect of combat sports when it comes to mixed martial arts. I mean they're 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 the big dog. And just I know, you know, UFC and, and WWE have been in bed together before with advertising before in earlier days, uh, but just seeing like, you know, from nineteen ninety-three until now, seeing where it is. It's just crazy. It's, it's crazy, and yeah. Number one, we got to talk about that mustache, man. Like, yo, you being on CNBC with that mustache, looking like uh, Hitler. I, I don't know. If we can even say that on here without being just. They look crazy, man. mustache. That mustache.
1: We we own the feed and the and the uh, channel. It's all good. Okay.
2: You <laughs> look yeah. like Vicente. He's like this. Yeah. You know. You know the guy. The guy that did the sexual assault stuff. That wasn't me. That was my brother, Vincent. Right. i Vicente. So-
1: Yo, so I no, man. Like I'll, I'll give my I'll give my uh, I'll give my records real quick. I'm going a little bit of a different thing. The sale. The sale is third for me because we knew it was getting sold at some point. Uh, talk about the destination, what all that looks like. But the sale was number three for me. Uh, number two is Roman. And here's why. And, 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 I'll, and I'll give it. I'll go into a little bit more depth here in a second, because that was some of the bravest storytelling that you've seen in WWE in a very, very, very long time. Mm
2: -hmm. Like,
1: it's remarkable that they they decided to do that because under the aforementioned owner of the mustaches regime, you would not have gotten that type of shock and awe in many years, like where a guy came in and retained that way. It was always about, you know the season ends at WrestleMania and then we'll worry about tomorrow when tomorrow gets there. I never bought that old, we done booked a year out in advance stuff like nah, man, because nah, if you was doing man. that, you realize you was booking yourself into a corner with a lot of these things. And then number one is not just the mustache, but the audacity of the mustache the combination with the Christopher Reeves slick back. And then the, uh, and then the what would you like, sir? Mild fire or picante uh, taco sauce pan? He had with the food. This like, man looks like a first base coach for the Pittsburgh Pirates in 1987. Right
0: now. Yo, yo, man. Hey, man, it looked like, you know, when you go to the barbershop now, they got them fibers. Like It looked like they sprayed them fibers all on all on his eyebrows, his mustache, in his hair. Dude, like, what the hell was going he got, on? He, uh, he got
1: the it, Carlos Boozer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he the,
2: hey man, hey he this, that, this man, he got man. He got that Spanish
1: conk in his head. Yeah,
2: he's definitely having a Burt Reynolds summer. That's what he's doing, man. He is Magna Pi out here in these streets.
1: He looked like he looked like he got a concentrated, uh, reduced down version of Jagermeister slick through his head, and then he had a little bit left <laughs> on his finger, and he scratched his face and then had it up there. Man, you know, I'm telling you, dog, he looked like the Beef of Vendetta mask. <laughs> like, he's back, with, he's back with, a, with a heelish turn but he really here to like liberate us but it's really you still blowing up buildings and being a heel and kidnapping women and stuff dog like the do vendetta dude was a, he was a complicated cat he had a chick on the ground for like seven years and that's very Vince like if you really want to keep it up so.
2: right. ladies, is ladies, ladies, ladies and gentlemen anonymous just so WWE right <laughs>
1: so so I don't know man. Uh I, I, I certainly I, I don't I don't intend to stop talking about this mush this mustache for many years. But uh there'll be a lot more time for that. This little pencil thin joint. Like <laughs> he got hold on man. He got that he got that damn. I took it down too low on that side <laughs> mustache. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you, you try to bring it up from the bottom and then it stay there. Because, like, man, Vince McMahon has been in our world since, like, 1981, right? Like, yep, before yep. I was even here, Vince McMahon was a guy. You can't reinvent yourself with a new look in 2023. No.
2: Bro. You've been no. around too long. Not no. 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 You can't right. make and he, I, new I think John Cena puts the
1: same stuff in his hair, though, that Vince is, yeah. though. Like, yeah, man. Rocking with the same cat.
0: Yeah, yeah. And again, man, with John Cena, it looked like they took that two guard too far back in the back of his crown of his head, man. I don't know if that's that or if he man. I don't know.
1: John, John looked like he'd been sleeping the same spot too often and his hair just got <laughs> spread out and got matted yeah. down in the joint. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, so man. But so. So there's a lot to come away from this while talking about Vince, and uh, you know I want to I want to touch on WrestleMania in a second. I want to kind of talk about the landscape, and with this being clear, you know everybody. Shout out to everybody who's tuning in live, checking stuff out. First of all, shout out to Daryl too. I think somebody stole the electricity in the in his neighborhood. Uh, Maybe Vince McMahon uh, stole the electricity, like the dude that used that little burglar that used to be on. on Looney Tunes, they had the little sack over his shoulder. That, that's what Vince looked like, too. Maybe he stole the electricity off the south side. But uh, Daryl will be back in. But um, we're, we're recording this. We're going live with this. You know, a couple hours before Monday Night Raw following WrestleMania. So, I mean, anything that we're talking about, if you're listening to it later, some of these things may have revealed itself by then, some of it might not. But starting off with that sale and what's what it looks like, you know, a couple of months ago, obviously there was a conversation about, you know, whoa, the, the false panic, the internet paranoia about the Saudi Saudi Arabian trust bought it. But then, you know, Endeavor, which made that leap a few years ago to, to grab UFC bought it. In some regards, it makes a lot of sense being in that in that type of entertainment, the event entertainment brand that they're in. But man, it's really is a huge move because for for Endeavor, this is the biggest property they own. The WWE yep. dwarfs U- UFC. So, what are mm-hmm. y'all thoughts about you know a a ownership background like that acquiring WWE and what that can mean for it?
2: Man, I think that, that's that's a lot of where big companies are going nowadays. Like if you if you think about cats selling off they they musical catalogs or movie rights or things like things of that nature, content is king. And you're going to see more and more companies buying up other smaller, (laughs) smaller, other companies that produce content on a regular basis. So I think that's what we're seeing there. They're both in the live entertainment business and they're both putting on TV shows, but then also getting live gates and getting live events. So I feel like the I hate this word, but the synergies are there for Endeavor, WWE and UFC.
0: Mm hmm. Uh, myself again. I'm just, I'm just, I'm shocked. Okay, okay. So we know it's scripted, you know, and I, I, I'm just shocked that you know UFC went to that depth to acquire uh WWE. But like you guys, just like RBS just said, I mean, content is key right now. I mean, that's what everybody's talking about with, with you know with social media and streaming services and stuff like that. And uh, I, I, I'm I'm just kind of intrigued to see you know, how does this, how this go in the future? Well, like, we have an event where it's combined. but We have a WrestleMania slash fight festival that's going on. Like, dude, John Jones is fighting in July, and and, and they're having International Fight Week. Is WWE going to be a part of that now? It's a good possibility that it could, you know? So just intrigued to see what happens in the future. Going
1: you see, I'm really interested about that because the thing that I'm curious about is that you – All the time in other sports, you have other, you know, uh, holding companies that own multiple sports and have multiple streams. I mean, you see it a lot with people that own different content and say, you know, say take a Stan Kroenke, for example, who owns multiple teams in multiple areas. I'm not 100 percent convinced that you're going to see them cross over, really. I think you might see an easier pathway for guys to interact with it, you know, like, but you've already had a lot of that. You've had Brock, you've had Daniel Cormier, who's been a part of things. You've had like these personalities that have been a part of it. But in some regards, I don't want to say it doesn't make sense to cross them over, but it, it still is two completely different genres of entertainment in a lot of right. ways, too. So it's going to be curious to see what that looks like, because, you know, a, a huge part of the WWE fan base is still is going to be kids. You know what I mean? And you're gonna have a lot like that. Whereas that ain't necessarily what UFC is catering itself towards, or really in the space that it plays in. So I don't know. It seems like to me that that what this organization has sights on is becoming one of, if not the biggest holder of different avenues of of these things across the, across the sports world. Because you know it wouldn't surprise me. to See this this uh this group get involved in bidding for one of the two NBA expansion franchises that's coming up. Um, you know, if you could come up with this kind of money for WWE and then you start generating that revenue that WWE is going to bring right away, man, you can afford anything you want. You know, yeah, so sure.
2: And I think it looks like and, and also I think it goes back to, you know, we, we they they have said that they're going to continue to operate as two separate entities, although the company is going to be one. So basically mm-hmm. they they've reserved the name, the letters TKO for the stock. So they don't have a name of the WWE UFC company yet, but I think what they're really going to end up doing is managing the resources together. So they're going to take the best of WWE's live broadcasting UFC is going to start using that. Some of their producers, some of their, uh, you know, shout out, shout out to the music licensing. I'm trying to get down with both of y'all. Uh, Cats that are music supervisors, they're going to start sharing resources in those areas. And that's when they're really going to start seeing cost savings, uh, efficiency, and stuff like that. So, yeah, again, I don't think they're going to do a lot of crossovers. They'll probably do little stuff like, oh, yeah, you know, hey, uh, Roman Reigns is in the crowd with the bloodline or something like that. But other than that, You're not going to see, like, (laughs) MMA bros and IWC wrestler fans have been at each other's necks all day. MMA bros like, oh, this means UFC going to be scripted. IWC, oh, they just did this for the money. Look, it's going, it's, look, your your chocolate ain't going to get your peanut butter. They yes, absolutely
0: yeah. did do
1: this for the money. I would like, yes, to say, absolutely. 100%. 100%. That's part of why they did this. We got, yeah, we
2: got it's chocolate in The chocolate and the peanut butter are going to be separate, bro.
1: They had a
3: little intermittent problem. I, uh, it was A little bit too big make too much Vince McMahon talk, and they decided to cut off one person's uh, power for me. Man, they're doing rolling blackouts out.
1: in the hood now.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah man, man, I hope not. <laughs> he's expanding. I, I thought they had came down to Ray. Ray lived for a couple of blocks down the street from me. I thought they had got him too.
2: Yeah, I ain't trying to jinx it. They are trying to get Ray, <laughs> I think,
3: but they went a couple blocks down too far. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they flipped the wrong switch. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: so, so, so Daryl, I want to ask you, man, because you're you're a, you're a more casual observer of both of these things yes. than 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 the three of us are. What are your thoughts in taking in, um, you know, hearing about the UFC, WWE, uh, you know, I guess acquisition, quasi merger, you know, however you want to look at it. Uh,
3: I don't know. I, I I think it's an amazing thing to think about. This is stuff that you would like think about when we, you're like, yeah. you know, yes. like, man, <laughs> this is like a fantasy draft. You're like, man, we'll put Jordan and Magic Johnson on the same team, man. <laughs> I wonder what would happen. We
0: find out what's gonna put, yes. put, them the, put them on the same team for the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, what happened, Doc? This is like uh the
3: the Chicago Bears dudes, and it was like uh Mike Ditka was a miniature versus uh the Denver Broncos. Oh,
0: Yeah
1: you um nine
3: six this is uh
1: this is you know so there's a lot to there's a lot to unpack in this there's a lot to look at what it all means um I don't think I think it's going to be a little while before you really you know notice anything that happens in this space you know if anything quite honestly what it might actually end up looking like is a bigger pipeline for like NXT we got a question
0: in the crowd real
1: quick what you got we got what we got WWE card some of the fights as in like the UFC putting some fights on the WWE right card.
0: Man, now, I, I, don't
3: think, I,
1: I still think those are two completely different things. I mean, no, it doesn't I, yeah. make a lot of sense to cross-pollinate that way. I mean, because they're, they're, there's two completely different things. And one thing you don't want to do is if you've got a, a, a legitimate, if you will, a sport like UFC that people are gambling on, that people are making mm-hmm. real financial mm-hmm. decisions about, you don't want to be putting that thing into a place where people know that to a certain extent, the outcome we know where things are going. That's a dangerous to set, and it could actually cost them money with partners like DraftKings and things like that.
0: Although WWE is getting in bed with that, but go ahead. Yeah, it <laughs> is.
1: It yeah. is. And you know what WWE being on a uh, being on a, uh, a legitimate gambling as a legitimate gambler myself, the WWE oh,
3: just put in there. How much more gambling will we see? <laughs>
1: yeah, like, you know, WWE doing that. That um that 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 doesn't make any sense to me. Like I, I think I was listening to yeah. a Bill Simmons podcast and had Brian Gerwitz on there, and he was like, "Yeah, too many people know what's going to happen. Like you can't do right. it unless you just like held the finish and just left it between the two wrestlers and didn't tell them until they got ready to go out. But how can they even make a match that way? Like right. you know they said they're, right. they're just you can't do that. You you can't. And so I think it's dangerous to pull the two too closely together that way."
2: Now I do like I what agree. they're doing right now. Like some of the gambling they're doing right now is like, yo, how long before the Spanish announce table get broke? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like what's Props. the over and under prop on how many times? Yeah. probably bets. How many finishes going to get kicked out of, but yeah, the actual finishes of the match, man, y'all going too far.
1: Yeah. We can't, we can't, we can't do that one. Um, so, like, but the thing I do think is, is that you continue to see the WWE get deeper in the NIL stuff. The WWE is opened up pipelines to bring in a lot more talent. I mean, hey, maybe a guy isn't trying to, you know, be a mixed martial artist fighting until he's 38 if he realizes it now. Hey, I work for a company where I can go and get involved in uh, in this and start training for a pro wrestling career. You never know. That's true. I, mean, I, I, I do think about, you know, what Ken Shamrock told me some years back when I interviewed him that he said – Man, I did more damage to myself in the time that I was a pro wrestler than I did the entire time I was in mixed martial arts. Wow. close mm-hmm. My knees got shot, my back. Like, it's just, he said, it was way harder on me than any fighting I ever did. So, you know, it still takes a cut a, a cut a guy to be a part of that. Somebody said, I just hope they don't adopt the UFC paper. <laughs> let's talk
3: That's
2: about the that. key right yeah, now. That's the yeah, key. yeah, That's yeah, yeah let's talk about, about that.
1: So, so I want to yeah. hear, hear from you from you boys from, uh, from, from from We Come For You. What do y'all think
0: uh, about that part of it? Uh, oh, RBS, you already know, heard me talk about this at nauseum. So, I'm a UFC fan, right? And, you know, when, I like watching all the pay-per-views when it's a mainstream fight. I don't like how it's set up you have to subscribe to espn plus the subscription to espn plus doesn't give you the events all-inclusive you have to pay for them separately so um, this is the time now we're going to go back to which they're going to be called pay-per-views now they're not premium live events they're going to be pay-per-views are we going to go back to to now paying 79.99 for wrestlemania now plus you got to pay for a subscription I hope they don't adopt uh, that. Uh, I uh, think, two
1: nights of so 79 so You have to pay the ESPN Plus before you can pay
3: for
0: the pay-per-view? Right. So you pay for ESPN Plus. That's just for you to have it. You pay the subscription monthly subscription for that. But then any type of pay-per-view, you have to pay extra on top of that. So how they get you is they'll say, hey, you sign up for the $89.99 or whatever. Um, you'll get one month free of ESPN Plus. but And then you get the pay-per-view. But the next pay-per-view that they're going to have, you're gonna have to come out of your pocket for that, so I'm not a big yeah, fan of that. Yeah, I'm not a big <laughs> fan. Of, exactly, exactly. I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, but it's 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 gonna be interesting to see, you know, to me because their pay per view models are so uh, so much different. Like hell, that's how they the majority of the talent, I think. If I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but that's how they you know get their paychecks for the most part is from their uh, premium live event sales. So I wonder how that structure is gonna change
2: now actually though the talent actually came off better when there was a pay-per-view model so they actually lost money when all the pay-per-views went to streaming because it was a if you were on the pay-per-view depending on where you were in the car you got a cut of whatever that pay-per-view money was so for the talent it's actually better now with that being said i ain't paying for no pay-per-view every month no, from WWE no. on top of Peacock. Look, I, I and I like the shows on Peacock, don't get me wrong, but I'm gonna stick to my 499 and I'm just gonna go to Mania at that point. Just just, just <laughs> keep going to Mania from now on. I'm not paying for no
0: pay-per-view. Look. Two, so ni- uh, two nights, no, Damn,
1: somebody <laughs> said Brock Lesnar gonna hold a belt in both companies. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you which one he's not gonna hold no belt in.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah, me too. Because <laughs> if yeah, he hold, ahead, on. So... <laughs> now hold on, though hold on,
2: though. Because Brock Lesnar is the cat that take world championships from all the black dudes who don't the, who the world champion right now. <laughs> I'm just saying, Brock might be coming for John
0: Jones. John Jones <laughs> gonna knock his ass out, man. <laughs> I ain't what you want, Brian. No, it's not. Roll, it's not,
1: man. Don't do it. Don't do man. it. Hey, so, when, so talking about that pay-per-view model, though, I do think that that's interesting because, I mean, ever since the WWE Network came out, you know, that was the big draw for the WWE Network was you get all the pay-per-views, you get all the back libraries, like, you know, all oh, that's cool. But it definitely was about the pay-per-view savings, you know, um, and what that looked like, you know, and having Peacock right now, you know, that really drives for that. I think it still behooves – uh, endeavor to make sure that they keep a partnership for that streaming. You know, mm-hmm. ESPN, ESPN rights with UFC are actually coming up soon, too. Mm-hmm. That's a whole mm-hmm. other negotiation standpoint you could be looking at about how that's going to play out. And if they, if ESPN now looks and says, oh, man, we got to do that. The other, the other wild card in that is, is that now you have Bob Iger back over Disney, who owns ESPN, who is mm-hmm. very aggressive in saying that, hey, we're going to slow down a little bit on some of these things that we are doing. he slowed down the MCU. He stopped production on a lot of shows on Disney plus. I think he's more interested in strategic partnerships than he is about the, the mass level of it. So it would be interesting to see what it means for Endeavor to come to the table with ESPN and potentially have that piece of conversation and about how that could play out with it. Um, you know, I tell you what, if I'm Peacock, if I'm, if I'm any of those Hulu, all those different things like that, that hold various properties for that right now, Man, that's going to be a, a really interesting thing to see how those conversations come to the table and uh, yeah, and what that could mean, because who knows? I, at, at this point, it would be really hard for me to imagine them coming in and saying that every month or whatever, you got to start paying $50 a month for a pay-per-view after, after taking that away. And, and it's been like a whole generation since that's been the case
0: right right. well I'll definitely see them the 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 subscription rate's gonna go up now I mean you're getting two for one uh i i got I, I can see them tying them both together I don't I don't I, I'll be shocked that they keep them separate or um, and if they do maybe they'll have a you know a deal where they take two or three dollars off and you want to get both who, who knows like I said it, it's gonna be interesting it's a lot of things to tie up and a lot of business models that they're going to have to come together to try to figure out, you know, what's the best way to do this.
1: Well, UFC definitely drives their revenue through those pay-per-view matches, you know, what they doing, what they get with that they're doing, you know, I mean, I can't see one abandon it from the other, but it would be really weird for one company to allow one, one thing to operate one way. And the other did not. So something's going to have to give, even if it ends up being another hosted streaming thing, which will TKO plus or whatever. It looks like that. And that's what it is. And that's where it's at. So who knows? But I don't know. We'll see how all that comes together over time and how it goes. But, you know, real quick, man, um, last night, sale or sale aside this morning um, was kind of, in my mind, a dividing point in the way that WWE as a kayfabe, as an on-screen product, went to. Because mm-hmm. this weekend, you had one day that was very much one thing and another day was very much the other. And right. I just have to think that Triple H, whom by the way, we didn't talk about him in the big picture of this. There's no way they can move forward without him being a part of this, though. Not after the product he's put out, not what it looks like. But I did see that Vince said he's gonna be more heavily and more heavily involved in creative again now.
0: Absolutely.
2: Just, not in, <laughs> yeah. just, just yeah. not in the weeds, but he's gonna be doing you know overall.
1: Yeah. So, I, who knows what that means exactly. You, I, I think you got to wait for some people to leak out what that looks like. But
2: well, well, to the point about Triple H, actually. So, he, along with, I think, Nick Khan and there's a couple other people that actually get a bonus if this whole deal is closed by 2024. So, for the foreseeable future, Triple H is in it, and he has money riding on this whole thing going through. Now, post-2024, we don't know what that looks like. So, we'll we'll see.
1: I think Triple H is actually raising the value of the product because that WrestleMania was phenomenal. I think, yeah, in the context it was. With what it was, so give me some WrestleMania takeaways, man. I mean, we can get on some key points. I want before we get into this, I do want to let y'all know that there is going to be a dedicated episode coming up. Uh, we coming for you, cast. That's going to yes, give sir. you all the parts that you uh, that you used to see from the boys here. We wanted to get mm-hmm. in on here and touch on it real quick on sports scenarios. Yeah, so yeah, still
3: Bow you know. Wow uh, residue still out there in these streets. Too.
2: <laughs> well, we we haven't forgot about Bow Wow, even if AEW has. Uh, <laughs> but I real quick, my my WrestleMania takeaway overall, man. Just Matt, like you said, night one was 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 amazing. It was. I, I left night one feeling like I had probably seen the best mania Damn, that I had seen so, since seventeen. Sold
3: his out of spite. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> speaking speaking of firing this whole family, my takeaway from night two is that Shane McMahon shouldn't be taking his old ass in oh. there trying to <laughs> trying to do uh, basically talk about uh, tackle tackle drop down. Uh, uh, speaking of uh, firing his line. whole
1: family, is Roman Reigns right. gonna fire his whole family tonight? <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's, it's possible. It's, possible. it's a possibility. Yeah, I mean that's that's going going back to the story of the bloodline. You got a lot of story left, and Roman can't lose the belt until the bloodline gone. And there's right. also more bloodline cats
0: that ain't even exactly exactly. You got a lot of story and, to and And there's one member of the bloodline that Roman has to see. He has to see this guy, and and t- so before he can call himself the GOAT. he has to about see about him, Kishi, right? <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm talking, I'm talking about Rock. He gotta he gotta see rock, he gotta see rock before he before he calls himself the, the greatest of all time. They're gonna pull that trigger hey man, one day.
1: We're throwing that word around way too much, like in the in the main in the main thoroughfare right now. Like they're saying it on camera about Cena now, and I'm like, this dude's maybe like top five, maybe I've seen, maybe, like let alone yeah. of all time. Like, let's maybe. chill out a little bit here. But yeah, yeah. and
3: we also right. we also gotta remember, you know. Uh, I, I'm starting to realize, uh, people didn't know Tony Yayo came up with, came up with, You Can't See Me, people didn't know that?
0: Right, right. Yeah, people,
3: that's a trending topic right now. That's seriously yeah.
2: a pretty topic. Tony, Tony, Tony Yayo was too, he, he was too humble with it. Like he did it, he did it in a so seductive video yeah. and just kind of like did it in passing. But Cena, it, he made it a hotline. Cena made it a hot song. <laughs> I mean,
0: right, right.
1: That's right. That's right. Like, like Hold on, we, go, we gonna save You Can't See Me gate for, for a little bit later. Uh, that's uh, Cena. It's argued; it can be argued to say that Cena's taunt had a big, bigger weekend than John Cena.
0: They, so, they did. <laughs> uh, you know, that's kind of how it is. So, so but, at um, this
1: point, going back to your question, Matt, about
3: uh, about the bloodline, and does he have to go see just see The Rock at one of his movies to just slap him and like have somebody like, <laughs> like like record it, like to just get it going? Like, if just I'm Roman the it, reigns, The Rock
1: got to come see me. I'm not moving my feet to go see him. There's no right. way that you go and spark something up with The Rock. Why? He's got nothing. To, he's got no reason to go and seek it. it. It's like he riding high right now in the hood, while the OG in jail or the OG not paying attention. Like he he out there. He like these my streets now. You know
3: what All I'm right, saying? J. dog Boston says, "What the money generated from Bloodline story? Can you really take a risk putting the belt on Cody when you have the potential sale going? When you have a frontline star like Roman doing numbers?
0: No, you can't." You can't. That's what we, me and RVS, was talking about. That like they they made the right move when they when they kept Roman as champion. He he is box office right, right now, man. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if you looked at their metrics as far as as, far as merch, ticket sales, all of that stuff, it's all attached to him. So he's definitely got merit in what he's saying about you know I am WWE. Like you're going to see him. You're going to see in his in his family. they dude. They are. This is and, and another thing that we talked about last night. Yo, this was something that was in the books with WWE to do for years. They've been trying to get Roman to be in this spot that he's in right now for the last God, maybe six or seven years, and they mm-hmm. got it now. You think they about to just throw that away all of a sudden? Hell no. They're not doing that. They're not yeah. doing it.
2: <laughs> no, especially because they have to tell the story of building Cody Rhodes up. Like you can't. Like again, you can't cash in on Cody Rhodes within that first year. You have to have him take that first loss and really build him up as that white meat babyface. Like mm-hmm. by the time he comes back, that's when it's going to be red hot.
1: Now, Ray, you've said that you've been on, you've been standing on that, and and I like that outlook. Is this a story pivot, or was this the story the whole time? Because if Cody doesn't mm-hmm. get hurt last year, does Cody walk away as champion last night?
2: I, so, <laughs> I think it's the story the whole time. One, because Triple H is just a little bit petty, and he's like, "I remember when you smashed that throne in AEW. I ain't forgot. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna, you gonna come back down just a little bit before I build you back up." So, I think it was the story the whole time. Doesn't again, this sound
1: a lot like a story that was around Triple H back in the day? Maybe uh, yep. you had to be brought down yeah. to earth before you get taken. Okay, all right.
2: He's the same guy, man. The same guy. <laughs> we, we all love him. We love yeah. him, but he's the same guy. Yeah. And I love him for that. That's
3: my guy. Is that's that what he had to sit behind Austin with the Intercontinental belt while Austin had the main belt?
1: No, I'm talking and about is, King of the Ring. Is, I'm, talking about, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about the Madison, I'm talking about Madison Square Garden. I'm yep. talking about King of the Ring. I'm talking about when Triple H's career got reset because he was the mm-hmm. only guy that could take it.
0: Yep. Right?
1: You can't punish people that don't work for you. And you can't impact the the champ, but you can't impact the only cat that has something to lose out there. And the cat that probably made out the best that night was X-Pac. But, I mean, that's a whole nother story. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um,
0: X-Pac is a whole other podcast.
1: (laughs) That's an interesting – the thing I've been watching here has been the the reaction that people have had to how the the match turned out last night. Um, You know, I said, wow – not because of the fact that I was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe that, 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 that oh, I'm disappointed. I was like, I can't believe they had the heart to do it. Because mm-hmm. when you look back, I look back at my WrestleMania uh, main events, and I look back down, and it's that's always the spot where the face goes over. But mm-hmm. y'all talked about it, and, and I was sitting there thinking, and I was like, it doesn't do any good for any part of this thing for Cody Rhodes to be the champion right now. What are you gonna do with these two belts? What's who's Cody gonna feud with that's gonna keep him high? Mm -hmm. Are you gonna make a guy one year into that's back in the business that's really taken off in a completely different way? Like he's taken off in the way that he tried to take off of AEW back with WWE. It didn't Mm -hmm. happen, it happened here. But once he gets it, he's such a white meat baby face. I mean, that entrance last night, he kissed children, gave gave away sentimental belts. He was out in the crowd. He had the whole walk. He had the to fit on. He had the whole joint going on. And I was like, yo, is this 1993? Like, nobody that's like this gets over. But here's the thing. People complaining nonstop about, man, I wanted Cody to win. I want this. I want a working champ. I want this and that. I said, I bet you didn't like John Cena when he won every time that he was supposed to. I mm-hmm. bet you if you look back, you would get bored with Hulk Hogan winning every WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and I bet yep. you didn't realize. I remember we went to Raw after Daniel Bryan won. People was turned up, but that story had nowhere to go but down. Who,
2: who did Who did Daniel Bryan, Bryan, Bryan fight? It, but that yeah.
1: story would have been terrible.
2: Yeah, Daniel Bryan fought Kane in his first defense after mm-hmm. when after the Yes move, Kane. kane kane wasn't even a main eventer so if you took
1: cody rhodes right now let's say cody won last night cody won last night he comes out on he comes out on on raw tonight roman's gone because once roman drops the belt roman's out roman's turning into brock lesnar after he drops that belt oh yeah
0: yeah
1: but what do you do what do you i mean what do you do that picks it up gunther
0: Gunther, that was, that's all you got right now. That's the hot, that's it. That's your guy. That's your Gunther. guy right now. Gunther is awesome. Gunther. But yeah. Gunther
1: is also the best placed dude in that business right now, as far as yes. he mm-hmm. needs to have what? Yep. Him and Bianca are the two best placed people in that thing. Because here's the thing you can't have that situation with Cody and then have that same situation happening with Sammy and Kevin that's about to happen right now.
2: Right.
0: Right.
1: Sammy and Kevin are at the peak. There's nowhere else to go but down from here. Like yep. last, like like last night was they maybe they'll do like a six man tag in Puerto Rico or something with Cody Rhodes against the Bloodline or something yep. like that. But that's that's it. Like people don't realize how good for business Roman Reigns actually
0: mm-hmm.
1: is. Yeah,
2: and people don't realize Boy, I that on
1: they everybody were... else's segment there. But I had to get that off. Oh no,
2: you're good because I was just gonna yeah, say get... man, people people are mad that uh, Roman Reigns won, and guess what? That's what you're supposed to be. Roman's mm-hmm. a heel. He cheated to win. The whole bloodline helped him win. You supposed to be mad. That's right. it. They got you. <laughs> you ain't that <laughs> smart, bro. <laughs> what's, the,
1: what's the last WrestleMania main event that we had that we got this outcome in? Was it Miz? Was it Miz over Cena?
2: Ooh. I, would I have think to so. Say, yeah, I would have I- to say so. Because even, even the last couple manias... Uh, Roman has been a heel still, but it was still just like everybody was like, ah, he going to win. You know, yeah, you know, cares, I mean, like, yeah.
1: him versus Brock last year was was a break even. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you just – then you get into, like, the pandemic era and all that type of stuff. Like, hey, it takes heart. It takes Triple H, who was a heel on top of the game, to say, no, nah, we're putting the heel over tonight. And yep. it takes a lot of courage for that to be the outcome, because I'm going to be honest right. – I just resigned myself to the fact that Cody was going to win because that's what Vince McMahon had conditioned me to expect to happen in wrestling. It's mm -hmm. going to come back that him not winning last night made me more interested in pro wrestling.
0: Bingo. There it is. Exactly. Exactly. There it is. Why Why am I going to give you the steak now? What I still ain't served you the, the salad and the bro yet. Like, no, we, we ain't got the you guys got the roll with the honey butter. We ain't, I ain't got you that this crisp salad yet. We this steak coming, but that steak coming two years from later, or later on. We're going to let this marinate. We got to let this marinate.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, I'm at the point right now where I'm not counting down dates anymore to when Roman going to lose. Roman going to lose when it's time for Roman to lose. If yep. I had to if I had to fantasy book it, RBS, I agree with you. Swimmer SummerSlam makes a lot more sense. Cody got to go through some stuff though. Cody mm-hmm. needs to go through exactly what Seth Rollins went through at his hands mm-hmm. at the beginning yep. of the mm-hmm. last year. Cody yep. needs yep. to lose again next at the at at whatever his next feud is.
0: Cody mm-hmm. needs to
1: get down in the mud because he ain't got it through the mud the way that it looks right now. And, right. and what you did in AEW and all of that, hey man, that's cool. We get it. You travel the world, you did that. But this has got to be, it's got to happen in the cont- continuity that you in, though, too.
0: Right, right.
1: Somebody has some stuff for Gun- Gunther has been booked
3: strong. You would think a match with him and Roman in the cars, but he's not a name.
0: Yeah, but I think, I still think that's going to happen in the upcoming future. Like this dude has totally transformed. Man, his body, you know, his his ring, re- his work rate. Uh, I mean, like, you want to talk about strong style, man? They, this dude, the 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 match he had with with McIntyre and uh and Sheamus last night, mm-hmm. man, they beat um, the hell out of yeah. each other.
3: the in the we we, we running numbers now in the chat uh now and everything. Make sure y'all go subscribe to We Coming for You
1: Wrestling Casts. They now. Hey, hey, let me answer that question. Darryl, yeah. before we go to the next question, though, let me yeah. answer that one because we didn't really answer good. that one. The, 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 the way I see how that happens, Roman and Gunther it will be a great match. It can't happen now, though. They're on the same side. Like, I'm not rooting for either one mm-hmm. of those guys. You've done all this work to get Roman over as a mega heel because mm-hmm, he's yep. becoming the cool heel. He's becoming right. the cool heel. Everybody got their ones up. You know, you still got a lot of that out there. He's becoming the cool heel. He got to keep healing up. But then yeah. every heel turns. Gunther is never going to be a face ever. Right, Denver. right, Can't
0: be. right. That's not who no.
1: he is, but he don't even have that switch like Seamus got, where he can go and be whatever you need him to go be, or even Drew McIntyre, who I hope turns heel coming out of this as well. That's a different. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't think that that Roman and Roman and uh. Gunther and, and Roman would be a great match without a doubt, but I don't think it makes sense to put them with, with each other. If, I, if if anything is waiting for Gunther right now, I need Gunther to get lined up for one of these big international uh, pay-per-views, pay-per-views yep. that they coming up yep. uh, against Brock Lesnar. <laughs>
0: right.
1: But Gunther, Ooh. you don't want Gunther to lose, though, either. So it's kind right. of yeah. how you work that out.
0: Exactly.
3: So we got a question here. I don't know if y'all listen to Bust the Open Radio, but Bully Ray asked an interesting question. All people were, man,
0: how would Dusty have booked the finish? Mm, that's a good question.
1: Triple H <laughs> got some similarities in how they go to the table with the booking. I mean,
2: yeah. The, the Ooh, funny answer is
1: he's Gunther for Cody. Well,
3: that's what and I that's, can, that's a, and that's a I good can one. See that. That's, that's, a, that's good
2: a good one. one. Yeah, that's yep, a good one. Yep, yep. Now the funny now the funny answer to how Dusty would would have booked the finish is he would have booked a a false win for Cody that got overturned and then Roman wins. But, right. You know, the literal dusty finish. The
1: dusty finish, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, that I thought I some people were saying that that could be that that could have been in the cards that that could have been what happened last night. That would have been a little too cheesy for me though. Yeah. Uh, we talked a lot about what happened with the match. I thought the match itself was fantastic though.
0: It I was. mean, here's the thing yeah. that you
1: can't say about Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns has put out bangers of matches repeatedly. Yeah. When's the last time that Roman had a dud of a match? When he got Can't out? remember. Like, Can't remember. you talk about top guys, like, Roman has entered that top guy chat, like, at a level that there's only a, probably about five or six names that you mentioned with him. I'm going to tell you what, and you say what, is, say what you will about it. Roman Reigns' in-ring performance as champion is like Bret Hart with a buzz.
0: He has many-
1: And it's a buzz. Hitman didn't always have all the buzz. You knew it was going to sure. be a great match. He's Hitman with a buzz. It's not... Shawn Michaels, oh, my God, this dude's so amazing. I can't um, imagine what I'm seeing here. But it's also not John Cena I'm going to overcome, whatever. As far right. as a heel champion, with the exception of maybe Ric Flair, Roman Reigns is the greatest heel champion of all time.
2: Yeah, he's up there. He's up
0: there. He's sure. up there. He's definitely he really up there.
2: Only, and you really only have Flair. You have Flair maybe Triple H, maybe Triple A. But I think he, I think he above Triple H right now. But those are, those yeah, are the I two you too. got to compare them with.
1: You think Roman Reigns is now above Triple H all time?
2: I think so, as far as yeah, a heel that's... champion. As far as a heel champion, I'm going to say so. I don't
0: know. I don't think I can say that yet. <laughs> I don't Let's think I can say that card. Yet. Let's do well, the scorecard.
1: Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, I really wish that Triple H's ticket was in good shape. Because the yeah. story you could tell about this version of Roman with a Triple H in the ring would be incredible. Both of them have had two incredible stables now. Yep. Both of them have had runs as heel and face champions. And both of them got to that point where they was just the cool ass dude who's just like that's that's tough. That's really yeah. tough.
2: And and Paul Heyman mentioned this in the press conference after that talking about the murderous role of Cass that Roman had has beat and and that's and that's why i might have to put him slightly over triple h triple triple h triple h just had some cats, too he re, he well retired Foley he had uh i mean he lost against taker basically every time he fought uh but you not know roman. Talk, yeah not roman you know what i'm saying we talk about quality when we talk about quality of opponent man roman might be up there
0: but well, well, one of the caveats I would throw into that, which Roman hasn't done yet, and I'm not saying that he couldn't because he most likely could, but there was Triple H took cats under his wing that actually propelled in their career. You had Batista and you had Orton when they were with Evolution, man, when they got out and got got in their own world champions, they were the world champions, bona fide Hall of Famers. Uh for me if I see Roman do that, build a build someone up who needs to go I'm like I'm I'ma say it because he's my guy. If he build up like an LA Knight, LA Knight came to the bloodline for somehow, somehow, somewhere, and they build, he got built up to do his own thing and then they clash. Did I would Roman like to see something do that, like that with Sammy, or
1: is it to be to
0: be seen if that happens? You got a point. Okay, okay. okay. Not put the
1: rub on Sammy Zane and say, hey man. Okay. You got it. If I would have told you a year ago, two years ago, that Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn in the main event was gonna be on a level of hitman versus Hitman, CM Punk versus uh John Cena level buzz. You'd have been like, nah. "No, we didn't had enough fun now, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like all right, cuz like like Sammy was like, put Johnny put the drink Knoxville. down, put the drink Sammy down, Johnny Knoxville in a gimmick match at Mania last year, and now he was in the main event of WrestleMania this year. That's all true. because we got next to Roman.
2: Yep.
0: That's
2: true. That's Our true. Relevancy is a real thing, man. Listen, man, <laughs> yep. I
1: know that y'all got it. y'all got moves to make. Y'all got things to go. We got an episode of we coming for you. It's gonna be coming up. Yeah, it's make sure y'all go subscribe. we
3: coming for you, wrestling cast everywhere. Get on that. I'm I, I just can't imagine Bow
0: Wow is on there. He's a subscriber now. Unbelievable! Before y'all, before
1: you can before look, y'all he, go,
3: leave the subscriptions of- open, and you can oh, see man. that he is a subscriber. That we coming for you,
1: can? Before we mm-hmm. let y'all go, I know we talked a lot about the main event. We talked a lot about there. Outside of Roman and Cody from this weekend, what was your big takeaway moment from WrestleMania?
0: I'll go first, man. Uh, just seeing Mania for me. And, you know, being able, my first venue that I went to was in Atlanta. And uh, that was just just seeing it in person. Uh, it was just, you know, I've been to wrestling events here in St. Louis. I've been to wrestling. I've been to a Raw in Minneapolis. I've been to a Raw in, in Chicago, uh, Milwaukee, uh, Kansas City. There's there's nothing like actually being at a mania and just seeing it at its full oh, spectacle.
3: Really. Oh, we got a question here. Okay. Let, let him finish. Let him, let him uh, finish. Just, just,
0: just seeing just. mania back at its full spe- spectacle, seeing it get up to the 80K of fans inside of a brand new stadium and just seeing the fans erupt with different things that happened throughout the night. Just seeing mania back to being full-fledged mania. Was it was something like everybody on announcers said it. It was something special and different about Mania this year, and I I couldn't put my finger on it, but I was think it was just the overall aspect of it, and and it being it as a, a spectacle and at, as, at, at, at what it is, it just seemed it truly seemed like a WrestleMania. Yeah, I gotta agree with
2: that, man. It, and and just for the amount of work that everybody put in to to mania even even i mean even snoop snoop came out and dropped a a a impromptu people's elbow to but i think that's what the event brought out of people it was just it it was a dope event everybody wanted to contribute and everybody delivered and whatever they had to do man and that was my biggest takeaway
1: I'm going to answer this question real quick. Hollywood Hogan was in WCW. I'm talking about WWE. I'm not going, I'd have to go in the NWA. I'd have to do a lot of other stuff like that. Hollywood Hogan was one of the greatest pivots of all time, but I'm going to tell you what, Roman as a face wasn't on Hogan's level. It was nowhere close to it. He was force fed, but yeah. Roman as a, a heel right now at that, when you, that Kevin Owens moment, I, I put that up there with damn near any Hollywood Hogan moment when they had it. And there's still a lot more tread on the tire should, uh, should Roman decide to do it, but I'm talking WWE. I don't do cross continuity comparisons and stuff like that. So, but um, but hey man, I appreciate y'all making time. Hey, Raw's gonna be something tonight. Hell, is gonna be something. We don't know what we're gonna end up getting and uh what it all it looks like with that. But um, but you know, I appreciate y'all joining in here, man. And um, hey, we we speaking of you can't see me. We gonna keep the show rocking. We got some things we got to talk about on that side, but man, we appreciate you boys. We looking forward to what y'all got coming up next.
2: Hey, appreciate y'all having us, man. Appreciate uh, y'all.
1: Hey, go subscribe. Are we coming for you cast. That's
2: right. That part. Put it over. Shout out to all the new subscribers, man. Y'all, y'all doing y'all thing, man. <laughs> yeah,
1: hey, hey, y'all keep Definitely. coming. This is the only show that continues to grab subscribers even though they don't have to do shows, man. That's power. <laughs> That's
0: power. <laughs> we NWO story changed the business. They still talking about I think you're know.
1: arguing with yourself, bro. I'm not talking about that. I'm not saying that none of that didn't happen. I'm not saying that none of that didn't happen. I said
3: I'm, saying, I'm talking
0: bro, about WWF and WWE. You're gonna J Dog like you want to answer my damn question.
2: You're gonna acknowledge Hulk Hogan. I was alive in
1: 1997 My guy was there. I definitely know. <laughs> Hogan was on point. Hollywood Hogan Hollywood Hogan's turn might be the greatest storyline in W in wrestling history, but it happened in WCW. So
2: What's up, y'all? This is R V S.
0: This is R O D AKA Rated R.
2: We are the We Coming For You cast, and we talk about pro wrestling from a black dude's perspective. Tell them what they can expect on this here podcast.
0: Oh, we going to give you all the raw and dirty and the everything black from AEW, WWE, Impact Wrestling, and any other wrestling in between.
2: If you want your wrestling unfiltered, uncensored, and you want it raw,
0: you need to subscribe to the We Come For You cast. Right here on SOLC
2: Network
1: that's what i'm saying how do we categorize this the 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 it's like the shikari uh Richardson, uh sequel is is in play now fight standing uh, up fighting for the hood
3: you have a great uh one, a white woman heel involved with this shikari was his fighting against the system you have a straight white heel you're
1: fighting directly against here. So the heel turn for Caitlin Clark, I had set it up. So Clay, Caitlin Clark and uh, <laughs> so I can't. The heel turn
3: was a long time ago. People this day never tripped off of
1: it. I can't. First of all, I can't believe that we're that we're doing second main event talking about the women's final four. That's <laughs> that's a that's a uh, that's a storyline that I didn't see uh, being something that was ever going to lead the, the show here. But hey, I'm I'm equal opportunity if it's got some bite to it. Um, Caitlin Clark went on a tear the last couple of weeks and absolutely ripped in half college basketball. Had people paying attention to it in a way that didn't make sense at all. Like she's been getting busy for a couple of years now, to your point. People just getting used to it. But I think people wasn't used to the fact that she also would heal up on the court and would be talking shit. In a way that you would not expect somebody named Caitlin Clark from Iowa. She's been doing that do. though. I mean, I went to Iowa State. I know she's been doing that. She's been doing it. She's been doing it. But meanwhile, on the other side of the tracks, you've had this LSU team and you had South Carolina team that just the dominant powerhouse in it. Her taking them down was incredible. You had this LSU team who's definitely for the culture that is, you know, has had a great tournament run. I think well. South Carolina
3: would have been way more for the culture. That final, do you know how I, even the Caitlin Clark versus LSU was great for? tv watching but for like the culture culture it would have been us oh, 15 oh my god sure. it would have been incredible but, it,
1: but if that would have happened we wouldn't have had this 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 That's very no this would have never happened this, this extraordinarily awkward culture debate that i think is happening that <laughs> that is it's this is what i'm gonna call a bless your heart debate because people are coming into something they don't know the first the front half of and getting really angry about it like it's marginalization and angel Reese has been saying it all year she's been like because I'm like this, you don't accept me, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, and that some of that is true. But I think in the context of saying that, you know, oh, the big debate came from Caitlin Clark using the, you can't see me taunting people on the other team, refusing to guard the girl on South Carolina. Cause she was like, she ain't going to shoot it. And then saying that, oh, it was celebrated when it was her, but now it's a problem when, 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 uh, Angel Reese does it. That's not what, and I, I think that that's burying the lead. That's not what's happening here. But people have started talking about what they think other people are doing instead of what's actually happening. So let's go back in time. Let's go back in time because I think I've seen this episode before. This feels like a reboot to me. This feels like <laughs> this feels <laughs> like when a white dude, a you know, white dude that played for the Indiana State Sycamores made I, a I, run. This is exactly it, it, isn't it not? Is it not? It sounds like a white dude in 1979 that plays for Indiana State Sycamores made a run to the national championship game and ran into a flavorful black dude that played for the Michigan State Spartans, and then he came up short. But in the long run, the entire sport elevated for it, and we still have
3: good call out, man. Good call out.
1: We still have, and I'm talking about Larry Bird versus Magic Johnson when it kicked off in college. And it took off and it became the defining and still the most important rivalry in the history of sports. The most important rivalry in the history of sports because without both of them in, going into the NBA and having the fanfare they had in college, the NBA is not what it is today. I don't care who came through. It's not, you had incredibly exciting players before Magic Johnson and before Larry Bird. And then those 25 or so years before that point in the NBA, eh. It was all right. People watched. It was It was good. It was high-quality basketball, but it wasn't the cultural, cultural phenomenon that came after that uh, rivalry happened. And that rivalry took off because of race. It took off because of race. One dude went to Boston, one went to L.A., and it kept on rolling. And now you still got a whole generation of brothers who refuse, who refuse to interact with the Boston Celtics in this very city of St. Louis, Missouri. who's look at Jason Tatum, the greatest basketball player in the history of the city, and they say, "I can't root for him all like that, though, because he played for the Celtics."
3: Do you talk about there's not just this is? I don't know if any other team is racially disliked besides by 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 black people as much as black people dislike the Boston Celtics.
1: So it's the Boston Celtics and Notre Dame. Those are the top two. Or Duke. Or is it Duke? It's a lot of brothers that like Duke. A
0: lot and, of And brothers.
3: Duke kind of changed the corner a little bit when they start getting a lot more brothers. If this is pre-96, then we could say it was I Duke can go with one. that. I can go with
1: that. But if it was pre-96, Duke also wouldn't have the prestige it's got now because Duke really took off in like a yeah. couple years before that. So it's hard. Yeah. Notre Dame got long legacy of nah, Uh-uh. No. Nah. <laughs> Anything that's got the Irish in it, black dude's going <laughs> be like it. That's it. <laughs> Man, we.
3: So Boston's got the Celtics, the Irish with the shamrock.
1: (laughs) I mean, even a brother is staunch as Bill Russell. But Bill Russell was like, "Man, I don't go back there." They couldn't even get Bill Russell to come back. So, like, that's the whole thing. But when I look at this, listen, I hear what people saying. I get it. I get the identity politics. I get all of that. I also, in my opinion, I'm seeing a lot of projection in this too. I'm seeing a lot of people projecting how they feel about way bigger topics onto this situation right here, and. In my mind, being an ex-athlete, being somebody who is covered sports for the majority of my adult life, I just see two people competing with each other and going after. What I don't see is, is that Caitlin Clark, when she looked at Haley Van Lee and uh and and and, and looked at her and told her to shut up, you're down about 15 points. She's talking to white girls and, and, and nobody talks, nobody talks more trash than her. But we but we've been here though.
3: Yeah, and, but it's this is good for women's basketball. I don't care. Nobody says because next year they got to have LSU versus Iowa in the
1: first, in the the non-con. Bruh. Kaylin Clark's got two more years of eligibility. She's making like millions and millions of dollars on the NIL right now. She should stay in college as long as she can. (laughs) College (laughs) women's basketball is pro basketball. That This is pro basketball. More people are going to watch the women's final four in these games next year because of her then they're going to watch the WNBA. It's just facts. It just is what it is. Like Brittany Griner went through everything she went through to get back over here and stuff like that. And that buzz has already died down. Like people just the WNBA don't move numbers like it does on the other, on this other side. But. do You think that this could be the, I mean, do
3: you think this will be, I mean, I guess it's, that's a hyperbolic uh, question of what I'm saying. Do you think this can help kick off more, Love for women's basketball and expand into the WNBA.
1: So here's the thing that's got to happen. Is I mean, with your,
3: with your analogy, I'm saying your analogy took the NBA to the next level. Those two men literally took the NBA to the next level. Yeah, exactly. exactly. From that point, from that game to the you know up forward. Because well, what he it would take beat Michigan State in the non-con earlier that season or something too.
1: Yes. So here's what it would take for this to happen. Is that number one, Angel Reese has got to go to the WNBA and be a star. Like she's oh got to go God. to the WNBA and be a star. And Caitlin Clark's got to go to the WNBA and be a star. If we're talking about, if it's going to pick up women's sports in general, like have the same impact that Magic Johnson and Larry Bird had on, um, on, on college, on, on professional basketball, they had to deliver at the next level and people's interests had to follow. it. So it was there already. Um, But you also have a high level of talent right now, just in college basketball in general. So, you know, you have, Haley Van Leaders is at Louisville. You had the the, the twins at, at, at Miami that are doing numbers in the social media space and stuff like that. Like that's another place that you can mobilize if they can hang professionally. You The best player outside of maybe Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese is, uh is, is Paige Beckers and she has been hurt this year and that like, she's going to come back next year. Like you got all the, you got a big surge of talent coming to the WNBA right now, you know, but, it's going to really take it. Sometimes it takes a de- defining rivalry that then transcends, too. I would love, love for this whole hoopla we got about the you can't see me gate or the it's OK when they do it, but not us. Or, hey, people don't like people that look like me, but they rock with people that look like them. Like, hey, I'm I'm, I'm cool with all that if it ends up generating dollars, because after that, we get into identity <laughs> politics that, that 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 can or cannot may not be true. You know what I'm saying? Every every in
3: every sports industry has been built and took it to the next level off of race. If you look at like big trending Boxing. situations where they went up to the next level where it was like, oh, it's all this, then it was like, oh, okay, everybody's kind of cool again. And then it's like, oh nothing so
1: cool. generates nothing generates dollars and in interest in America like race. Nothing. Race politics makes it go. That's the most. That's the easiest way to get through it. If you want to get something mobilized, have a white dude that white people get behind, and a black dude that black people get behind and Put them against each other. <laughs> I just watched Rocky Three yesterday. That's how it is. You got everybody that was cheering for for for, for club Elaine. He was the big villain. Rocky was the hero. You go back before that. You had Apollo Creed. He's he's the he's the man. Rocky's the scrappy underdog. You got all these things that's happening, man. That's what it's all about. That's just it. Like, i love to see two brothers in the in the Super Bowl playing against each other this year. But, man, throw another white dude in there, too. You're going to get people to care in a way that they don't care. People don't like whole sports because they think that they not identify with their color. Think about old girl that was on there talking about soccer. And you had to let her know what was up. Like, she didn't like an entire sport because she thought that it was a white sport. <laughs> but that also goes back to the point that I've made in the past that y'all that don't watch sports, don't know shit about sports. You just come in at the last second and throw stuff from other areas into the mix that that ain't it. Caitlin Clark talked bad to white girls. She talked <laughs> bad to black girls. Don't be mad at She's Caitlin. Clark. Shit talker in college basketball, period. Don't be mad at Caitlin Clark for being who she is when real, she ain't discriminating with the shit that she talking. No,
3: she
1: That's everybody else. And really in this case, this is a this is a situation of the black card being played and somebody had an extra joker in their deck, and now you gotta look and see if they reneged playing it. <laughs> because Angel Reese could have been talking about any black girl. She, this this could have just been a, a light skin versus dark skin debate as easy as it is a, a white versus black.
3: So we uh, uh, shout out to our man J Dog. He said, give me one dog brother that went to do I would Sheldon, like to, um... Sheldon Williams. <laughs> 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 The slum lord himself <laughs> The Slum Lord <laughs> I was not going to use him, but mine is not as good as that answer. <laughs> <sighs> oh. Uh, I, don't I don't know, know man. It depends, on, it depends on what we're defining. It.
1: it depends on what we defining it, it as. Like that, that, that. I get the gist of what you're saying, my brother, but I, it really depends on what we're defining it as. Like, are yeah, we talking I, about I, I, like if
3: we go the other way, it's got to be like Jason if Carlos Williams.
1: Williamson played for Duke or something like that. No, or, like,
3: <laughs> no I, I will go the other way. Uh, uh, Dante Jones, be mine. Like, like the uh, uh, add in here is if you're talking about like if you're talking about the other way, I like a real brother. Is Dante Jones now? The only thing about that is he was a transfer and his best friend is Jason Williams.
1: What about Jay Corey? Williams, that's
3: how he got the Duke from Rutgers.
1: What about Corey McGetty? He from the show.
3: He's a tricky one because he went to uh Fenwick. That's for, true. uh 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 Dante Jones went to uh uh Billy
1: Patterson. <laughs> he is the thing Jason Tatum would have went to U City though, but he was too good to go there. That's so true. like some of these cats, uh, like Sean Dockery.
3: Sean Daquere went to Julian in, in Southside Chicago before Chris, Duke. Chris Duhon is from Slidell, Louisiana. <laughs> oh shit! Like,
1: like, and and I'm that's sure I said that wrong Trump, too. But look. yeah, no, but hey, trust me, I'm not going to sit on here and defend Duke. I'm with you, J Dog. I, I, I just, <laughs> I, I absolutely <laughs> understand what you're saying, though, bro. I absolutely do. We could throw a little Kansas in there too if you want to. But they oh, have yo- yo- it. You know, it wasn't go back to, back to Notre Dame, too,
3: right? We can just throw Notre Dame we back We just in there continue too, right? to
1: always go back to Notre Dame. But <laughs> my point that I'm making about this entire thing is, is that I think that I think that we're missing the mark here. I think that the, that what the real issue here about it is, is that you it, that if you look at Iowa and you look at this and you look at all that, you look at this team that played South Carolina, all white versus all black. It looked like Kentucky versus Texas Western or whatever it is like that. But that girl plays. Real black. Caitlin Clark. Real black. Oh, yeah. Like, you sit there and you look at Steph Curry. You can't say you, that she's Steph Curry that talks shit, basically.
3: Yeah. Dude, she was coming up pre- straight past half-court, pulling up. Like,
1: and not not even, not waiting for her teammates to come down. Nobody under the boards, to say, I'm pulling up. But here's the thing. Everybody was loving her, like, two days ago. And then everybody else entered the chat. It was like, uh, not this white girl. And it's like, yo, we've been vibing with her. Like we've been messing with CC multiple years. Like, what are y'all doing, man? Like, hey, listen, I'm going to say this. Stop coming and ruining good stuff with your opinions that belong on reality TV. I ain't having it. You're not going to come muddy sports up that way.
3: Well, I'm also do. There is a caveat to this that I, you know, is the Iowa is one of the most sensitive fan bases in the nation as well. And there's a lot of salt in there with that. And they, they protect uh, the uh, Caitlin Clark a lot. And they protect a lot of their players. And there's a very, very – if people know my rival is University of Iowa, there's a big difference between the players that go to Iowa State and the ones that go to Iowa. And the ones that go to Iowa State tend to leave – temporarily, I mean most of the time, have the black um, Oakland Raiders jerseys on. And the ones that typically go to University of Iowa in general have the white Oakland Raiders jerseys on.
1: Oh, no. And that's
3: how it's been for the last 30 years. They call, you know, all the Iowa State players, you know what I'm saying, the guys that do it the wrong way, uh, thug you, transfer you, all those different things. So this is nothing new to see them get mad about these sisters out there doing their thing. I was, I was, I knew this was going to happen.
1: This was a phenomenal women's tournament. I got everything I wanted. That day you tournament, an, tournament. you had an incredible, and that's saying a lot because the men's tournament's been awesome. Awesome. Yeah, but I'm saying, but it's been I mean, it's think about better. it. It's been better. And for me to turn on, like, the – uh to turn on, like, social media yesterday real quick and see how many people was tuned into it, I was like, yo, this is dope. Like, this is dope. So what I do hey, hope
3: – Quick question before you go – I wanted, I was thinking about asking you. Do you think this is the most highly rated women's national championship game probably?
1: Oh, I think without a doubt. I mean, the game – the South Carolina game um, outdid the um, – outdid NBA levels on – on um on espn it outdrew any espn game all year like i think wow. about, this might be the most viewed women's tournament of all time i can't even imagine how it's not
0: wow so, okay um
1: so yeah i you know you hope that that turns a corner but like you said all we need is a little good old-fashioned uh of uh, uh, race rivalry or we can get anything going but what i don't want to have come out of it is people start treating caitlin clark like she's the problem because she's not it's a, if you no. want to, if you are angel, angel Reese
3: either, are angel Reese Yeah. It's not,
1: nobody's mad at her. Like angel, she got her thing. She got her, her thing is to be motivated by other people's assessments of her opinion or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And that's cool. I mean, for me, it just kind of looks like a lot of $200 debates on the internet. Like, <laughs> Oh, y'all don't like dark skin girls. Like, no, I mean, nobody said that. You said that you said it. So now other people believe in it though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't feel like I got to pick a side in this one and I'm not, I think both of them is dope and they if both have First game, first game, uh,
3: second, third game of the year. I'm doing Iowa versus LSU like on, on Saturday at seven o'clock. Yeah,
2: like in like, October.
1: Like I'm just like all I'm saying is that I I'm this ain't a situation in my opinion where you gotta pick a side because this should be an example of a high tide raising all ships. But you know, just Play the card if you feel like you need to play the card and manage your card to play. But man, overall, and a lot
3: of us, a lot of people that didn't watch women's
1: basketball before this for real. So a lot of people, I mean, people don't watch sports or the people that always come into sports with the hem. That's not even just women's basketball, it's general. Remember yeah. all these people that stopped watching the NFL when Kaepernick got banned but wasn't watching it beforehand anyway. So just remember that. You, you, you gotta. Or
3: people that said, that said that soccer wasn't gonna, you know, do anything, you know, that now, wouldn't mean nothing.
1: Now, that now, before we go, I, I got one question for you though. In the the sports verse here, because it's been real interesting to see what happens. We got a lot of young brothers that's getting ready to come out in the NFL draft this year. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be awesome. to See how that goes out. But you still got probably the best quarterback that's out there available is Lamar Jackson. And, you know, how this whole thing has gone. People have brought this up and I find it to be kind of an interesting uh, topic. Do you think that Lamar Jackson's issues this offseason have come from more from how he's approached it, his style of play? Or is it truly being a blackball situation with owners in the league?
3: I think he's being blackballed not be, not because of racially. Before people go there, I think it's because he's been circumventing the system with his mom being his agent. Well, I mean, but he's his own now, right? But I'm talking about, but not, I'm talking about just that whole thing of not having an agent. I'm not doing. I'm kind of doing it on my own. Like I'm circumventing the normal process that that goes on, and I'm just betting on myself, like. If you wanna if you wanna get me, come call me.
1: So do you you think it's uh you think it's a it's not just the owners, it's the whole system that's that's backing out on him? Oh yeah, and the problem is is I think they they're gonna get it caught up with it potentially
3: if no one picks him up and there's not a real reason why he's not being picked up, collusion
1: is gonna what be a very, very, very
3: good thing to be able to prove.
1: My issue with collusion in in like the textbook version of collusion is he's not a free agent, he's got a job. So it's not that he doesn't have a job. The Ravens extended the, uh, the the contract to him. And the Ravens don't want to trade him, you know, for whatever. Yeah, obviously you don't want to trade Lamar Jackson. If you take him off that team, oof, I mean, that, that, that team's awful. But the
3: problem is I think a lot of those owners speaking up ahead of time puts a tink in that of saying, oh, no, no, we,
1: we never, we don't have no reason. Oh, that's a great point. That's a great point. I just think. I'm not, he not, I'm not, said nothing, then now I Now, here's he my thing. Do. Here's my thing. What I'm saying when I say that is I'm talking about how it could be seen as a textbook example of collusion. Oh, I got to say he got a job. In my mind, people deciding that they don't want to get engaged in this. Is, it's ridiculous. What's the hardest thing to get in sports is an in prime number one tier quarterback because teams just don't put them out there. They just don't get out there. Like they get signed up damn near as soon as they, a year before they write to even up, like it just don't happen. But when I look at how this is being handled and, and everything is going into this, like how many teams that just have no sense to buy out of it? Like it makes sense now why the Panthers didn't get into it. They was moving up to get, uh, they wanted to do something different
2: mm-hmm. or you know, whatever.
1: that That's, that's their choice. Some of these teams like Atlanta, you know
3: atlanta different. think about lamar
1: jackson in atlanta oh i mean we've seen that before we had 30 for 30 no 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 <laughs> different guy sorry sorry too soon different guy um but uh but uh but uh I mean, i'll put it this way and that was a two-parter there's a lot more teams in the nfl that could use lamar jackson than couldn't use them and yeah. you know They'll move water. They'll move water and, and and make do all sorts of stuff to make things happen to get guys all the time. But nobody wants to do it for this. I think some of it is that I do think there's some places where the contract don't make sense. I think there's some places where you know it, they got a guy already, and I'm not gonna like say, hey man, the Cincinnati Bengals need to go get Lamar Jackson. Like no, they got a guy already. You know what I mean? But you know when I look at like you know David Carr gets 130 million dollars and you know, Daniel Jones making $47 million next year. And Geno Smith gets a hundred million dollars and Jimmy Garoppolo got a gig and all this stuff. I'm like, yo, those guys ain't moving the needle. Lamar is out there and Lamar is definitely worth two first round picks. If you got the cap room and your team going to support it. So this is a wild ass situation to me. And I think that it's, there's a lot of things that could happen. I'm almost surprised that somebody's agent hasn't stepped up to, um to say, listen, man, can I help out just so we don't tank out the, the market? Like we don't ruin the market. Like if I'm Joe Burrow's agent or Trevor Lawrence's agent or something, I'm calling Lamar. Like, hey man, I don't, I won't even take anything away from this. I just want to help this get resolved so it helps yeah. my guys out. <laughs> like, you got a lot of money that's getting ready to go in the market between. I, I,
3: do you think that the to add to the collusion aspect, if he wanted to go that route? them uh with the Deshaun Watson is that make it worse that like y'all gave this this uh alleged rapist all this extra money and now you know I ain't did nothing wrong I ain't did nothing in this situation and no,
1: I I, yeah, I think that that I think that that could be hard hard that'd be a hard I mean I'm thing.
3: saying for your for juries a PR move I think that's a good thing to, I mean you don't have to say that but it could be it's like it's kind of underwritten in the kind of
1: thing the Deshaun Watson contract has made things very complicated with the whole league and how all this stuff works out. Um, I think that Lamar Jackson is catching the backlash for that. Yes. I think that the only difference, I think when I look at some of these guys like Justin Herbert, when I look at guys like even Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen, all of them, they wasn't trying to go to a different team. Like the team they were on was just trying to keep them in tow. So the expectation Lamar has got is he's looking at all this. He's like, nah, man, I see what can happen. What can happen. I want that same thing and he's not willing to take bend the knee on it or whatnot. The cat who should be watching all this and should be really paying attention to how all this folds out is Jalen Hurts. Because Jalen Hurts is due cash right now. He is due money today. So, like, he got one year left. There ain't going to be a fifth-year extension because he wasn't a first-round pick. Like, what you have to do is get locked in with him real soon. And you saw the Eagles let a lot of guys go. Because they know they got to get that taken care of, and they got to get in place with that. So, Who gets
3: signed first? What's that? Who gets signed first? Lamar Jackson or hurt?
1: Well, I mean, Lamar technically is signed already. Um, he's got I mean, to for jersey. a new deal. Not, not, not so much like, like, like an extension deal. deal. Yeah, I think, man, the way this is going right now, I mean, it really depends on if Lamar gets traded. Like the draft is coming up. I think people don't want to trade draft picks from this draft. I don't think Lamar could get traded before this draft which is kind of wild because some contracts are going to guarantee and stuff like that's going to go into play. But anything can happen. So I would say that I think that I think that Lamar is going to get resolved before Jalen. Jalen's a matter of time type thing. Like oh, Jalen's going to happen. Jalen can happen just before camp. Lamar, they got to get this straightened out. <laughs> like they got to get this worked out because, like I said, like it's starting to take bad undertones for everything. And something's got to give. I think it's going to have to be some give on both sides. But it's got to get straightened out. Cause there's no reason we should be having more watch about where Aaron Rodgers plays in 2023 than Lamar Jackson. That's just asinine as hell to me,
3: and that's real. <clears throat> Dang, I got I want my brother to get his bread though.
1: I do too. I want to do, I want, I want, yeah. I want him to get everything that's earned to him. Everything, everything that, everything that belongs to him, he should get it. I think that that uh I think that you both got that Deshaun Watson deal and that Patrick Mahomes deal to blame for why things is working out the way they are though. <laughs> Patrick took a whole lot of potential money for a long ass time. He took a baseball contract in a, in a in a football sport. And that was always gonna be an issue when you when you when you do when you do that, when you cross over like that.
3: And yeah, and Deshaun Watson just is like, I'm gonna pick this bag right
1: now and run it up nobody could care less than Deshaun Watson who after he got that money the team restructured it so he didn't have to pay out from it his real money going to kick in this year cuz they said he wasn't making money last year when he was suspended so he ain't really have to do it like cleveland is the big homie team of the league like they 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 gave J- Jadavian Clowney. I mean I'm sorry they gave um they gave Miles Garrett money after he uh Smack old dude in the head with that helmet. helmet. And then they ran that money over to him. That's the big homie squad right there. I bet you ever, even, even Tyreek Hill said that autograph signed another day. He said, man, I was trying to sign with Cleveland. <laughs> I heard they giving out the big homie money. Yeah, over. they giving it away guaranteed up there. Boy, I bet you everybody in the league looked at that and said, that's what I'm trying to get if they're getting it like that. So <laughs> One I thing know, I did want to
3: ask you as we, as we wrap up, man. I do. How, well, how are you thinking about baseball, man, with the faster games, man? Like uh, I do. I did want you to kind of uh, throw a yeah. uh, right on that.
1: Yeah. So I went to my first game of the year the other day. And, uh, you know, the first thing is, is that when you in it, you notice it like it's not even it's, like subtle, like you notice it. Like you kind of have to almost time your experience out differently as a viewer because like you're going to be there. And like the thing that's kind of wild is, is that like. You'll go to the bathroom. If there's a line in that joint, you might miss an inning, like a straight up inning just through just the amount of people getting, like going to the bathroom or standing in line to get something like it moves. There's no part of the game. That's not time now. That's really like getting in there. And I'm really interested to see how it like pitchers deal with it. Cause you've seen a lot of guys have had to rework their motion, have to be cognizant as cognizant of the clock. So you got to run on base. You got to watch that run on base. Cause the bases are bigger now. So stealing bases is going to be a little bit easier as well. But you got this pitch clock, so you got to pay attention to this clock. You got to pay attention to when the batter gets in. You got to pay attention to when the guy gets on base. Like, there's a lot to it. But it feels really brisk. It feels really good. It's good to see more balls in play and more action happening because of that, because the shift is not in in, in alignment anymore. Like, it it was – it's kind of like watching a different version of the sport but in better ways. So I've enjoyed what it is it makes the at-home experience move a lot quicker. The only questions I've really got about it is, is how is baseball going to reconcile both having quicker games, but also in a lot of ways selling less product? Like, cause you know, one of the big drivers at a baseball game is going to be liquor sales. Well, they stop liquor sales at the seventh inning stretch. So the <laughs> game is faster, which means less commercials, but you also are having less time in the park. So you're doing less. And then also you have these, huge media uh, streaming issues that they've got right now with the, with the diamond sports group bankruptcy. And so you it, don't even, that's right.
3: That's balance. Yeah. Right? And
1: that's the, that's the holder of valleys that holds uh 14 major league teams. Um, So, I mean, you got a lot of things that are at a head as far as kind of like a game style and play revolution, but also a financial change. I mean, that could impact in, in the case of some franchises that can impact like 20% of their income this year from <sighs> on the TV side but you're not replacing it with gains that are going as long and you're selling as much at the end game experience anymore. So I'm really interested to see how that plays out. It's going to be really wild. Also come the trade deadline. And as the year goes along, cause you still have a number of other teams that are earning money from their regional sports packages, but they're going to be able to maybe spend money and make trades that other teams aren't as comfortable with. Cause they like, no, nah, man, I got a little bit longer to go to payday. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Oh no, man. Child support, Child support hit me. Child support hit me kind of heavy right now. So I don't know if I can do I'm all okay that. It, Bonilla. I'm gonna see you coming out this weekend. I'm gonna see, man. I got a couple things going on. You're gonna have a couple teams sitting at the house eating that Totino's pizza. You going to have a few teams is out having that steak. Okay.
2: So okay.
1: no, but it's great, man. It's good, it's good, it's good pace of play. You see a lot more stolen bases you see a lot more actions you see a lot more of the athleticism of the game and i think it's going to be interesting to see how the game adapts to this style that's driving it with this pitch clock
3: yeah man that's yes it's going to be interesting man i mean it's, uh, somebody was like man i can't even get to the game late now
1: no you can't you will you would get there it'll just be the fifth inning <laughs> That's that's it. It'll be the. I was watching it just to see it where it was at, and like you know, even like you know, I was at opening day for the Cardinals. There was 34 hits in that game. Like they was just hitting the ball all over the place, and some of it was just you know ball landing where it did, but some of it was because the shift wasn't there, and people were hitting the ball in the right field, and there wasn't a second baseman waiting for it in shallow right field. Like like it's like it's legitimately different, but they keep it moving. They keep it moving. Guys are getting violations. They getting automatic strikes called they getting automatic balls called you know somebody got struck out the other day because they didn't get in the box in time and like the whole thing is it's wild man like it's a different it's the same game but it's different and i think that i do think there will be some tweaks but i think you've seen a pretty big medium of of what i think the style of play they want to be where it can be more engaging
3: man we had another episode of sports in there this was a dope dope one
1: man as always hey man as always man yeah hey we appreciate everybody tuned in live. I appreciate everybody that's gonna listen. Yeah, everybody later.
3: jumped in. Uh shout out to J Dog Boston. He did uh just say uh what not not Kansas, they have a uh, Will Chamberlain and Paul Pierce that's a top. Well, they, they,
1: and they also got both of the Marquise Morris and they got uh Mario Chalmers, who was who's diamond leBron out the other day. So yeah, they got that. Will Chamberlain is a double dog too. So I mean I ain't gonna he he was a dog in the streets and on the court. So Kansas I mean, has he a great pipeline
3: in LA. So I can't, you know, and we don't know who's going to turn it from LA. That's going to be on that Kansas squad every year.
1: Right, exactly. Even though they had a dude named Grady Dick, and I'm glad that's over. But let's we'll see what's going on with that. Yeah, he's a
3: top five pick too.
1: Yeah, all right, whatever you say. Yeah, you if your if your squad uses if your squad uses a pick on Grady Dick, you deserve whatever it comes to you. <laughs> and. But I bet you them jersey sales gonna be off the charts though. With like teenagers, he gonna have the the most popping jersey in the league with teenagers. For no reason, nobody gonna know nothing about him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love, man. Say so, hey, yo, like always, like I always say, man. If you're checking this out inside of the, inside the group, man, you already know where the action is at. You know what's happening. If you're checking this out, and join us on Facebook at the S O L C Sports and Culture page. We try to keep it popping in there. Get a lot of different contributions from a lot of different people. Um, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, we keep it moving through there. As always, you can catch the whole SOLC network everywhere. I mean, we all over the place. Daryl keeping the content rolling through. We getting into prime season for me, too, so we can have a lot more of this. Yeah, group. We, we rolling them out. Yeah, man. We got a lot happening. But, uh, you know, hey, stay locked in. We appreciate y'all, man. Peace. Peace.